Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the show, Amy Weber Unleashed. Of course, I'm Amy Weber. I'm so excited about today. I have the two most beautiful women on my show, and I cannot wait to dig in and get their perspective on a lot of things. So I have... Um, I've got Shannon. I have Stephanie. Thank you so much for being here. Oh my God. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Are you, you both are Las Vegas. Uh, you live here now. Yeah. 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 You just moved here. Yeah. Is it an adjustment? It is. I'm so, I'm such a California girl. I'm like a West coast, you know, be near the ocean person. So the desert is intense for me. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily it's cooled down. And then have you lived here your whole life? No, I'm from the South originally. So um, I've been here from Los Angeles for work here since 2003 or four. So it's it's home now. Mm-hmm. It's I've been here 20 years. Wow. It's insane. But I still miss the beach. I miss California. I miss. I know that, you know, this everyone complains. Like I know California. I still live there, but I'm like, it's literally I feel like the only place that you're an hour from the snow. You're an hour yes. from the beach. I mean, of course, it takes a little bit the traffic of course right. takes a little bit getting used to it. it was raining i flew in this morning it was just barely raining and people lost their shit <laughs> they were just like oh my god it's sprinkling what do i do i'm like are you kidding me i was driving when i was 12 in the snow with like snow time yeah so it's a little bit crazy um so there's so much that i want to talk to you guys about um but i think in particular i kind of want to talk about um do you have uh siblings I do. I have um, two step siblings and then a real brother, and okay. but they're all down south. And you have do you have one sister? I have one sister, one sister. Yeah. So I find this. Do you have a good relationship with your siblings? Um, not super close because they're boys, okay. and they're also younger. So it's you know we didn't. I was the oldest growing up, and I babysat them, and I locked them out of the house all the time. Um, so you know I was sort of the evil big sister. Oh my god, that's great. You know, and now they've got their own families. They're they're grown men. So unfortunately, I'm not super close to them. Yeah, I um I have uh, not a great relationship with my sister. She is four years older than me. It's always been interesting that we look nothing alike, mm. like uh, night and day. People would say, your sister is, and she would always sort of be like, yeah, I'm the stupid, ugly one, oh, which oh. was such a sad thing because I never wanted her to feel that way, and I was never trying to, you know, like, it was like I was like on a roll and cheerleading, and I was doing all these things because I had a really abusive father, so I was trying to kind of be, um, you know, in my own lane so I would never upset him that he would kind of go off and, and then drink and go crazy. But I know you have seem to have a pretty close relationship with yeah. your sister, and I wanted to figure out how did that, I mean, you guys have always been close, or is that recent? Yeah, I mean, for the most part. So she's two years older than me, and I think when when we were younger, she was the lock me out of the house <laughs> and all those fun right. things, throw my toys under the trampoline and then I'd go get them and then she'd bounce on my oh head, my that sort of, you know, just she'd kind of experiment through the world by watching me do things. Um, and then I think really when we were like, I was like probably 12, 13, um, she was, both of us, but she more than me was like severely bullied. Um, and so I think maybe that, played part in the her kind of resistance and whatever it's me against the world and then eventually I was like you know what is us against the world and we're gonna be best friends now like forever so that's it that's ever since yeah yeah that's amazing and you don't have children yet Mm, not yet do you want to have children someday someday I always thought I'm 27 now and so I always thought like I want to have kids when I'm young and then I want to raise them and then I'll be like a young like hot mom and now I'm like oh my my life is not it's not even started yet 
yet. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a couple years and reevaluate. I think the best thing that I did was literally get married when I was in my late 30s and then get pregnant really shortly after that because I was able to really travel the world. Mm-hmm. I was very selfish, just very self-centered when it came to my career and what Absolutely. I wanted to do. And so there's no resentment. Yeah. right you didn't, miss anything. you didn't yeah. miss anything there was nothing that I missed out on and literally they became sort of my whole world I mean now I'm kind of branching out because you know I, I'm a real estate broker and I work but um, the podcast was really important to me because I felt like I don't know especially with women sometimes um, you know I was <laughs> doing, like doing my eyebrows I don't know what happens like as you get older you just like lose hair it's like the strangest oh. thing it's like when you're younger you're trying to get rid of it and then when you're right. older you're trying to like bring Where it back so I'm like <laughs> doing like filling in my eyebrows whatever and then I was thinking like oh my gosh do you think a guy would ever say like oh she doesn't have full eyebrows like right just like not it's like we do these things for other women and like I don't know like sometimes um I love seeing strong women that support other women and that you know that kindness is is important to them because it just I feel like went through so many years especially with social media now that women just tear each other down and it's it's so crazy to me this whole social media thing because I have such a love hate relationship with it Mm -hmm. I think it's a necessary evil for certain businesses but on the other hand it's like trying to keep up with it and then trying to not get caught up in the right that whole cycle yes. like my kids are not on social media at this point um i did teach them photoshop i used to own a modeling agency Amazing. and so i had to i taught myself how to be a photographer because models are usually broke like right. really broke. <laughs> photographers um, are very expensive yeah and photographers yeah. are very the good ones are really expensive, expensive. right we all know uh-huh. and um there's not a lot of trade for you know print unless there's a wedding photographer wanting to somehow get into the business yeah, but yeah. um and so I taught them Photoshop because I wanted them to understand just how unrealistic and unobtainable some of these images are, right, with filters. Yes. And uh, the interesting thing is last night before I was packing, um, I'm on TikTok. I just got on TikTok. This is a new, are you on TikTok? No. Okay. Welcome. 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 Thank you. I don't know how it works <laughs> either, works. but I was like, okay, I, you have to be on TikTok, so I'm going to be on TikTok. It's, the algorithm is interesting because you can literally have maybe... 50, 60 followers, but you can have a video that is viewed by thousands. Because like if 10 people like it, then they'll throw it out to like more and then more and more and more. And so they have these for you videos, right, that pop up. Well, for me, normally it's animals because I'm like a big (laughs) animal lover. So it's like, you know, the bear swimming in the bed, whatever it is, or like two dogs fighting a, a toy. I see this little kid and I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, this little shit. I think this is one of my kids' friends. Oh my. Yeah. So he's like talking like he's doing, I don't know what song it is because I don't necessarily listen to, I listen to some rap, but not like a ton. He's like, big titty, whore, this. I'll be like, uh huh. I'm like, this. I was like, this. David, right? My husband, I'm just like, you need to come here because it's his friend's oh. children. So they're friends because my husband is friends with them. Oh my gosh, the videos that this little shit has on this TikTok are so inappropriate. He's 10 years old. Mm-hmm. My kids are 12. And I just thought, thank God. 
for social media because I had a bad gut feeling about this kid about two years ago and I kept saying, I feel like he's a really rough kid. I just don't get a good sense of him. We need to watch him. And I'm like, here's your I proof. Told you. I told you. Yeah, like literally, they're like, any, any better. Like, oh my gosh. He's just going to be more and more desensitized as right? he grows up. It's like marrying someone thinking that your relationship is somehow going to get better. better. Yep. No. Or having a baby is somehow going to fix things. It literally does not. Um, yes. Yeah. So how are you with social media? Oh, my gosh. Love, hate. Mm-hmm. Love, hate. You know, like you said, necessary evil. Um, I think it, it's it's it can be so great for so many things. I've learned so many things off of TikTok. Yes. Like mm-hmm. so many life hacks and like side hustles. Absolutely. <laughs> there's there's so many great things about it. And then there's there's harmful things. And I've had to take so many just hiatuses because i'm like i just can't i can't like i i have to protect my heart and my emotions yeah. and my brain and like it's it can be very harmful are you an empathetic person yes. you seem like you're also very empathetic i am but you know what i mean we're older than yes. her by a lot so um you know back in the day when we were really involved in modeling and everything you and i did we didn't have that right so we didn't you we, we didn't post ourselves and then have constant you know, good and bad comments. Right. Yep. So now that I'm older, I mean, I don't post bikini pictures just because I'm just not in the business anymore. I post yeah. chickens and cats. and <laughs> But I can see where girls who are busy and working and are putting that content out there open the door to the like the people to say shitty things too. You know? Well, it's interesting because at the very end of my career, so right before, so, so after I was wrestling, so I wrestled for the WWE, um, you know, I was still getting campaigns and it was this weird thing where maybe you got out of it right before I did. They would ask for my social media following, like a campaign, yeah. like, mm-hmm. okay, so we're, Maybelline is interested in her, but what, how many Twitter, back then it was Twitter, yeah. uh, yeah. or MySpace. Yeah. Oh my MySpace. God, we're like literally <laughs> aging ourselves right now. Yep. Um, but how many followers? I thought, what does that have to do with anything yeah, yeah. whatsoever? But now... That's a sign of things to come, you know? We should have seen it. Yeah, I know. I mean, think of how much more famous we would have been. Had, you know, you were do what you did in wrestling. I was in Playboy, you know, Centerfold. Yes. If we had this outlet, you know. Yes. And I think every day, not even famous, maybe not even famous, but how much more money we would have made while we were in our 20s working. Yes. We, d- we didn't have sponsors and, you know. And uh, Instagrams and just money coming in, and it, it's it's an interesting to see it all how it's all unfolded in just ten years. I know I was I was time. at the very tail end of it. It's like someone wants you to tweet five times; they're going to pay you ten thousand every time you tweet. I was like, what? Like, I never even <laughs> had a Twitter, dick, like, right? I never had Twitter. I don't even yeah. Know I know there's um there's a girl I'm in I'm a real estate broker with the agency in in LA and we had a client and um she's on OnlyFans um which is great listen for me look I'm like more power to you right like whoever you do you and um it, people that are judgmental like right that's sort of on them but she literally the pandemic once the pandemic started her OnlyFans just blew up because mm-hmm. people are at home and they're bored and they're on their computer and they're buying a lot of things. Stimulus checks yes. or unemployment. And yeah. so um, all of a sudden she said, um, hey, I'm in a different situation. This is like in three months. And she said, I have about two million in cash now. Oh, shit. God. I was like, <laughs> um, maybe we should talk about OnlyFans. Oh <laughs> like, my like, God. Right. But it was tough, right? Because she didn't want to let the IRS know that she had made this money, but you're not going to qualify for a loan unless you show that you, it was just a sort of catch yeah. 22 where I was trying to explain to her, 
you're an amazing business person, but you have to understand that in order to qualify, they have to see that this money is consistent and not just sort of this one kind, like, you know, one one windfall that came in through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how, um, did you ever go to the Playboy Mansion? When yeah, absolutely. The parties? Um, I mean, being uh, when I shot my centerfold, I stayed there back in the day, you know, back in the day in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had allowed us to stay in the guest house, and you sort of shoot your segments, and you do your small camera, you do you know, all your stuff. And um, we didn't have the Playmate house at the time. We just had the kind of ratchety guest house. <laughs> right. So there would be you know anything from you know four to five of us staying at one point because some girls would be in shooting videos, different kind of segments of your yeah. stuff. Um, so we were there a lot. And I lived there when I was transitioning from uh, New Orleans to California. Uh, I lived there for about six months in the guest house. Okay. And, you know, had my car come up and I was waiting on all my furniture and finding like an apartment. And it was a bit like living with your great uncle. You know, I never really saw Hef and the girls unless we were like going to dinner, eating in the house. Right. You know, at the pool. Otherwise, he kind of shuffled around and he'd give you a big hug and, yeah. you know, on your, and then you never see him again. Did you? So were there other girls in the house with you? Uh, when I was living in the guest house, there was always kind of girls coming, coming in and, and going. to shoot. Yeah. But they were very good and very kind about, you know, if you were moving into town, they were very much, if they could accommodate you, you could stay there as long as you needed. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Nice, you know, and we weren't in the main house. But, right. You know, still, like, he didn't have to let us live there and basically, like, feed us, you know, sure. in the kitchen, the butlers. So I'll always have, like, really great memories of, mm. you know, that helped my transition to L.A. Because yeah. I wasn't scared. I was kind of with family. Have you, did you, have you ever gone up to the Playboy Mansion? I have not. You but never my did. sister worked there. She was uh, one of the painted ladies. Oh, my gosh. And stuff, so she's yeah. got some fun stories. That yeah. I, like, I went a you? few times and I would get invited. And then people would be like, please take me up there. But I know the girls that would get, you know, body painted. Yeah. That was a job because yes. it how long does it take to get off just to, a <laughs> yes. job to put on a job did yes. you ever get body yeah, painted they, one of the halloweens they made all the centerfolds do it mm-hmm. and um we all looked amazing but i remember being in the sauna with jennifer rivero and we're scratching and rubbing with alcohol and oil and this paint is just we were just like bloodied uh-huh. oh we were gosh. so annoyed and so tired and you just you want to get this shit off of you yeah you know it took a couple days yeah. but the guy i think his name was mark something he had a team of about 15 people that would come in i remember that guy he was like the preeminent body painting yeah, yeah. guy at the yeah. time have you ever had body painting done never oh my gosh it I makes did you a, feel clothed doesn't it it does it really makes you feel like i had nothing on but, but like a case so a like free and like liberated <laughs> i can imagine like I don't you know. feel but you know what you look down you're like i know I'm, i know i'm naked but it doesn't feel I it never feel seemed like clothed. they were yeah the girls were it's really weird yeah amazing. I, I always thought the funny thing was like every time i went up it was always sort of very similar celebrities yeah <laughs> thirsty the same thirsty sort of and then they all moved here now they all live here all the do they really i see a lot of them i see nick cage at the gym sometimes and gosh you know vince neal i've seen a couple of them um i have my vince neal story i dated um his guitar player um just briefly and he said oh come on tour right with us and i thought oh this will be fun not um because you don't think okay these stories of the girls and what they say to get to vince right because he was in motley Crue and Oh my gosh, it's all true. Every bit of it. I'm backstage and I'm just hearing these girls tell you know, telling the bodyguards what they'll basically the favors that they'll do for them in order to kind of get like onto the bus. And I I got into the bus. We must have been we were up north somewhere, but um I just I got on and it just was happening so fast. Naked 
girl being drugged by her hair oh. off of the bus and it, i'm just like what what are you doing wow. like i what, i don't understand like and it just was happening so fast and you know vince thought it was so funny and i was like you're an asshole yeah, wow. what a dick. like what you know what i mean like who does that regardless okay fine whatever she's loaded she had a bottle of tequila in one hand wow. and you know but just the the mistreatment, um, which look I think nowadays obviously that would not happen, right? With everything that that's that was grand. very common back then, you know. It was like, right, and not to excuse it, but rock rock stars are dickheads. Like that's a common theme, right? You know, it's like it's not a yeah the 90s man the 2000s that relationship did not last lasted about two weeks uh, i think the tour lot. like i went on the tour and i was like yeah, i'm done uh, I'm run away now oh my gosh how crazy so talking about social media um is acting are you is theater your main yeah that's, that's your thing that's my first love yeah. theater now film television um been sinking my teeth into that but yeah i've done theater for the past about 15 years now and i, I just love it i love telling stories yeah. i love becoming you know a different person doing that the background work before even like entering the stage and whatever of like research and all that memorization I love that I love it it's amazing I think because when I was um when I was an actress I would just I would be so cautious about whatever modeling jobs I took I got so fearful right because mm -hmm. it was such a small industry and I feel like do you feel like it's changed like the opinion like people aren't going to look at Instagram and say oh she's not a serious actress just because she's having fun in a bathing suit I do fear that I've I've, do. I've always yeah it's always like in my mind of like oh shit well if the right you know if the right or wrong casting director sees that or you know agent or whatever and is like oh whatever you know and they'll right. think whatever they want but I think that I mean obviously I know who I am and yep. I know what I have to offer I know that I've put time and energy and just like my whole heart and being into that as my passion so i know that you know I, I believe that the right energies will enter my life and yeah either bring me opportunities or new doors or whatever so i've i've stressed about it a lot but yeah. then i'm like i'm not gonna stop like being proud of my body and you know expressing what i have and and all that like especially while I'm young, I'm like, I'm and not going to have this forever. Yeah. So I'll use it I while I can. I think you have to embrace literally every right single part of you. Cause yeah. I think back, I don't know how it was for you, but it's just, I wish I wouldn't have cared so much. Mm -hmm. Um, I went, I went to an audition, a very, very famous casting director. And I, I really thought I did an amazing job and, you know, I wanted feedback, right? Did you ever go and like, oh, what's my feedback? And so I got this feedback like, oh, she's, you know, a beautiful girl, but she's not funny enough. I thought, uh, I'm, I'm funny. I'm hilarious. Right? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm so funny. And so I decided to produce this. I didn't want to produce an entire play because I thought, okay, I don't want to sit for an entire play. So I'm going to do an evening of one acts. So at least yeah. like if I do, it was called death and dating. So at least maybe one or two would resonate with someone. If they yeah. didn't like the rest, they would still leave feeling good. I mean, I was painting the marquee. I did the whole thing. I was on a table shoving cake in my face. I was just like, <laughs> I was funny, right? <laughs> and so I was dating a guy, I don't know, probably a few years after that. And um, and he seemed really bothered. I'm like, what's going on with you? He goes, I don't know. I just got a really weird feedback, right? Same casting director. Mm. I go, what did she say? He's like, 
Uh, handsome guy, not funny not enough. Not I was funny. like, so that's her thing. That's her yeah. thing. That's just her <laughs> token feedback that right. she gives. And I was so concerned to prove like, yeah. and so I think the most important thing, it's like for me, you know, I went to Groundlings. I studied a two-year Meisner program mm -hmm. um, with Joanne Barron. And so I think, you know, they sort of teach you how to just be yourself, yeah. right? So you're on camera and it's like, you stop doing things with your hands mm -hmm. yeah. and you just become really stiff. And it's like acting class is almost just teaching you how to just continually embody who just you are, you. Yeah. just be you. So for me, it's like with social media, embracing who you are, yeah. it probably shouldn't be uh, something that's judged. Right. And I just feel like life is too short to not. Yes. To not. Because I, I already, I look back and I'm like, why did I doubt myself? Why, why did I so, why I felt so insecure. I remember taking this picture and being like, I'm not good enough. I'm fat. I'm ugly. You look at this, yeah. you know, my hair, whatever. And now I look back, I'm like, I wish that I would have just, and I'm, I'm, then I take pictures now and I'm like, ew. And I'm like, no, someday, Stephanie, <laughs> you know, probably in a couple months or a couple years or whatever, I will look back and be like, I should have just told myself that I was beautiful and embraced it and not, yeah, you know, let it, other people's opinions stop Affect, me. Affect, yeah, or stop you. Yeah. And you're singing also, mm -hmm. which is amazing. Mm -hmm. I, I was a billboard recording artist for a while, amazing. so I toured. Yeah. yeah, right when I had my kids. I don't, when you had your daughter, did you completely stop working? Um, for the most part, yeah, because I had moved here and I was here for six years. Yeah. So I had already transitioned away from LA, away from work. Um, you know, her dad wasn't a huge fan of the whole Playboy thing. So, yeah. um, being that we were together, it was, I kind of backed off and then I had her and we separated when she was quite young. But, uh, you know, by that time you're sort of neck deep in a new life six years later with the baby. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I did some stuff for the Palms and some kind of local stuff, but, um, I never even signed up with an agency here. And oh, my, you didn't? No, and my, my best friend Daniel owns Next. And I just, you know, I didn't want to do every, other than the billboards and the things I did for the casinos, I didn't want to do every the trade show and everything. show, you right. know, the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. You know, not that I'm better than that. I just have a baby. I don't have time to do that. Yeah. When my so. kids, uh, I know people are like, what are you doing? Because when I had my children, um, my mom took a drug when she was carrying me. So I had cancer when I was 24. I, and then they told me at that point, you'll, you'll never have kids. Um, and so I kind of lived with that belief until I met my husband. And then we just moved mountains really to have these children. And so um, I don't know how it you know was for you. And maybe this is, can help, help you in mm -hmm. the future. Mm -hmm. But um, I literally, I stopped everything right? Just to be, not just just be a mom, because it's such an amazing job. It's, it's probably the best job that I will ever have. But I stopped for the first five years of their life until they went into kind of, you know, kindergarten and preschool. And then once they were in school, I was sort of like, because I had had postpartum depression pretty badly. Not like I didn't love my babies. It was a matter of I'm not good enough. Yeah. I'm not going to do a good enough job. I'm going to screw this up. I'm so scared. I'm going to screw these two amazing little mm. miracles up. And so, you know, I got through that and then it was sort of like, you know, they went into school and it's sort of like, I don't know who I am. Yeah. You lose like, because, and then I, I never so thought, yeah, but I never thought like I pinned my, like, you know, um, oh, if I'm working, I'm a good person, right? If I book this modeling job or this acting job, I'm a great, wonderful person. And if I don't, like I'm a piece of shit. I never did that. But my identity had become yep. a very big part of the business. And then when I didn't have that, and then the kid, I was just sort of like, 
I don't know who I am. It was yeah. a strange, really dark hole I went into. And I just remember just, I would cry every day. Well, I, I'm sensing that you're highly empathetic. Very. I know that. And also I listened to your podcast and yes. your story with infertility and the birth of your children. And I was last night, I'm like getting ready for bed and I'm all, okay, oh my God, we're going to go meet her tomorrow. So like I can imagine too, just with what you went through and just that whole experience of carrying them and, and all that to just like, okay, you're mine and I'm yours. And this, this is, I imagine like, yeah, it was not, it wasn't like a mood. Did you have a good birth? Like this mo um, movie picture perfect. Like you <laughs> have them, they set you on your <laughs> chest and you start breastfeeding immediately. You know, her, her birth was easy. And, and, you know, I mean, I could have given, I, I say this all the time. I could have given birth to Shaq. Like I was on drugs so soon. Wow. Like I told my doctor, I said, listen, I'm not getting a purse at the end of this or shoes <laughs> or money. Just give me medication. I'm going to get through it. 14 hours later, two yeah. pushes, she was out. The pregnancy, however, was not great. And yes. her dad and I were not in a good place. And I felt very alone. Mm -hmm. And I was very alone for most of it. Um, so, you know, and I often think I'm, I'm now in my 40s. And I'm with an amazing guy now. And, um, you know, he's also a little, you know, in his 40s. And um, we both don't want kids because primarily because we're older. But I often, I struggled for a long time with um, feeling very guilty for not having another one. Because, you know, as time moves on, you get older and but wanting to recreate the memories and the pregnancy and having someone there that's amazing, which my mm -hmm. new guy now would would be for sure. So into it. Mm -hmm. But that's not enough reason to create another human. Right. Do you know, at my age, at least. Yeah. So I would say, you know, to, to you when you start, just make sure you're doing it with someone who like is going to cherish because you don't get it back. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. and if you're stuck with shitty memories of like a shitty pregnancy and you're sick and you don't mm -hmm. have a supportive partner, that's what you get. And, you know, yeah. and so you're stuck with that. That's why I took a really, really long time um, to get married. At one point, my mom had said, you know, uh, it's okay that you're a lesbian. And I thought, Oh, I don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, like, I know I didn't get married when I was 19 like you did, right. but I'm, you know, kind of just, I'm not ready. I still don't even know who, there's so many things I'm still trying to figure out on my own. I've never been married. I'm yeah. It's like, 43. okay. I mean, I had brought, you know, they had met a lot of guys. I don't know where, her, <laughs> who knows where her head is, but anyways, the whole other, whole other podcast. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, look, I think, you know, when I was younger, you know, it's like you're so you go for that attraction, right? That kind of instant attraction. And then you think like, OK, that's going to grow into like this respect and then whatever friendship. And then I realized, you know, when I met my husband that we started out as best friends mm -hmm. and there d wasn't any attraction. Yeah. I mean, we literally were platonic to the point where I thought he was gay. Um, because he didn't really seem like he wanted something from me. He wasn't like this kind of leechy sort of guy that I was used to. And so those are the guys that literally, you know, that love grew over time. Mm -hmm. And those are the guys that when I was experiencing my miscarriage, when I was really sick and throwing up being pregnant, when I was going through the depression, those are the guys that like, it's okay to look crappy right yeah. in front of, and it's okay to just be your worst and not have to worry like, Oh my God, is my mascara? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mess up. It's like, those are the relationships that I really hope 
you know, women would strive for because that kind of hot fizzly, like, you know, that just goes away. It burns out fast. Yeah, it burns out really fast, especially when you're like, you know, throwing up all over. You can't make it. (laughs) Throwing up, you're not so cute anymore. And it's like, you know, even when you when you get a little older and it's, you know, you're not, I mean, we're aging and we're going to continue to age. And it's funny that my friends that are in our sort of age group, not in in their 20s, say the same thing. Like they're people who they end up with primarily are men who are it wasn't like this instant you know chemical hot sex all over the walls yeah. you know I love that too and I've yeah. had that but that you're here and then ultimately it crashes just as fast right mm-hmm. and I, it's women that are in my age now I hear say more often like I'm not looking for that you know hot crazy fuck thing like I want a nice steady and and I, I'm experiencing that now and yes. it's you know and I'm like this this will stick that's probably but, why you're thinking that you would want to have a baby with yeah. yeah, but he's fixed, so we're not. So yeah. <laughs> he's neutered. He's fixed, so we're not. We also like champagne brunches, and you know we travel all the time. And you know, as much as I want another one, just I like my life now. But because yes. I got it out of the way. Yes. You know, I got all that stuff out of the way, and I've got plenty of pets. And that's what me with pets. Like I can't. I have such a heart. Literally, my dogs guilt trip me. Do you have any animals? Not right now. Oh my gosh. I did with my sister. She's got two boxers, and they're oh. they're literally my niece and nephew. Oh, like yes. I love them so much, and I was. Literally living with my sister and her dogs and we're not living together right now and I'm like I miss them so much but it's so nice having the freedom to yes. just go wherever so I want so you can't put your baby in a kennel and go where you want so uh-huh. keep oh that in God. mind <laughs> right. so who takes, if you travel you have chickens, chickens. do you have this you have the silky chickens I have two silky chickens uh my hairless cat my Persian ah. and then two dogs and then he has a wiener dog so oh my god but we have older kids he's got two older children my you know my Ava's around so I'll have her check in on the house she doesn't okay. stay at, you know she won't stay home but um you know or we'll just have a friend come over i have friends they'll pop over and you can't put your baby in a kennel yeah i can't even leave no my dogs i can't even leave they look at me like i have lit a match and there is kerosene and i am lighting the house on the guilt that i have a chocolate lab and i have a border collie and Uh they looked at me just like how how i'm like i'm saying to them like they're people it's one night, yeah. okay? Exactly. Like literally, I'll Facetime you. Yeah. You know what I mean? This to like these mean dogs. I don't love you. Yeah, this is not personal, okay? Brownie and Jackson, just oh, right. Well. I wonder if they even know. Like, I always wonder when we leave. Do our the concept know? of time, yeah. right? Like, do yeah. they know if we've been gone a week, an hour, two yeah. days? I don't think they do because I'll close the door, go get more groceries because it's been so hot outside. I come back and they are just as excited as they were <laughs> a minute ago when I had. I'm like. I, yeah. I was just here. Oh. I don't know like, what happened here. But. Did they ever? So uh, my one of my dog, well, my my dogs, my sister's dog's boss, um, is a boxer, and he'll he knows like if my suitcase is out or whatever if yeah, I'm visiting or whatever, and yep. he'll put his toys in yes. my suitcase. Like, don't forget about me. Uh, yes, <laughs> it's the cutest. Yeah, they're almost worse than than the kid. Yeah. I mean, my kids <laughs> miss me. They're so cute. They're always like, "Mom, you're gonna do amazing." Mm. Like they're like really supportive. Do you so. have a boy and a girl? Two two. Girls? I have one of each. One of each. Yeah, people say like oh did you specifically i go no no here was here's the situation mm-hmm. i had two frozen embryos and i ended up with two fresh embryos and i had already gone through three ivfs i lost a set of twins at 14 weeks yeah. for no viable reason so there were no chromosomal abnormalities or anything it was literally that my body had ramped up and thought that fetuses were cancer again and so i had to go through a really weird um really controversial therapy called ivig therapy and they put other people's white blood cells wow. which can make 
make you go into cardiac arrest. So I had to have someone ready to restart my heart as they were kind of infusing this over six hours. Mm -hmm. But it was the only way to trick my body into stop, you know, stopping that. But Mm, I had the the frozen embryo, my frozen children, um, (laughs) in this canister. And I had moved doctors and... I don't know what I had in my mind. I had to go from Pasadena to Encino and I thought they were going to unthaw. Oh. So I was driving oh, like, fast. oh my gosh, like <laughs> Fast and the Furious yep. part, stupid, ridiculous bitch. Yeah, right? Get the fuck out. It was literally, I was honking. <laughs> I was like cr- like a crazy person. Drifting. And then I'm sweat. I'm like a sweaty. I'm like, I'm here. There's like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Gonna... Like this lady, I'm like, are they okay? Are they and like, oh. you could have them for like a week. They're not going to unthaw. Like oh they're in gosh. enough. I was like, okay, so did they know what are, like what do your do your kids know that that's sort of their their story like do they what do they think about they that? do i recently had to have the um the you know sex talk with them at 11 which i know seems really young but um i homeschool not now not, not what now. they can see on tiktok oh my gosh mm-hmm. yeah they're not on social social media yet um but i had i was gonna i homeschool them and we were reading a book about rape so they needed to understand what sex was before they could understand what rape was. And so um, my husband's not great at these talks. And I just, I tell my kids everything. So we don't call like it's a penis and a vagina. It's not like a -a ding-a-ling or a hoo-ha or a clamp. It's none of that. Right. Mm -hmm. We just talk (laughs) like the Mm -hmm. clinical things. And so, um, you know, I was explaining and I asked my husband, do you want to be in the room? Um, Because, they kind of understood what I had gone through, but not really. And then I thought, let me have the sex talk and then let me explain to them about in vitro. And so my husband was there and, and he literally like, he was turning white. I don't know why, like I was just explaining like, you know, the penis has to get hard and this happens. And then my son was just kind of burying his head a little bit. And my daughter was just like, like her <laughs> eyes are like biggest saucers. But my husband did not help this discussion because here's what he says. Oh, and no. this is the last thing an 11 year old wants to think is that there are living tadpoles oh, inside yep. In there, your yeah. scrotum, uh-huh. right? Swimming as like, I literally, I, I'm like, cause he kept saying, I was like, okay, so you know, there's a lot of sperm and you know, they have to make it. And then um, my husband's like, what are those things called? Like a polywog? What are oh, they, like before I go, oh, I go, no no, 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 don't, you don't need to talk about that. You know what I <laughs> mean? Helpful. Like, because I mean, as like an alien, literally like floating around, like in, I just did not need my oh. son kind of like having that thought. Or and he's like, back to school and he's like, you know, like they've got the tails and they go really fast. I'm like, you need to leave the, the room at this point. So yeah. So after the, the sex talk, I kind of explained that, look, you know, what happened was they had to take my egg out of me, which normally would just be inside the sperm would you know find it and they had to just physically put right and then yeah. they figured out because you know we started out and then the weirdest thing for them was like what do you mean we had tails right right they were just like we started so the frozen tails. part just they just no over that. the penis care. the egg the, the polywogs none of that bothered them it was the fact that like that's your awesome. spine was a tail mm-hmm. huh. well, that's what an origin story they have huh that's crazy <laughs> oh my gosh but i think more importantly it was just a matter of you know, um, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. It was harder than chemotherapy mm-hmm. going through the IVF. Um, and that it was like, I loved you so much. Mm-hmm. I wanted you so yeah. badly in this world. And so no matter what, um, when you're 13, 14, if you hate me, please carry that with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That, um, that's no, how much, much work yeah, that's how yeah. much I wanted you mm-hmm. is that, I mean, gosh, I did everything. I was eating like 
there's some culture that you're supposed to eat black food. Um, I was going acupuncture. I'm mean, literally like, I mean, if someone would have told me to go hell at the moon, I would have done it at right. that point. Just see if it works. Yeah, just to see if it works. So, um, oh my goodness. So as far as, it's so sweet. I love the fact that I, my kids are really close. So yeah. I really hope that they end up with the relationship that I hope so. you and your sister had. That's because, always the hope. Yeah. I mean, my sister and I, we grew up, we became kind of closer. She was helping me a little bit with, um, with my kids, but I think just the, the upbringing that we had, that was just so kind of God awful. Mm-hmm. Um, she still is a really afraid of my dad and I'm just not. Mm. Yeah. I got to the point when I was 12 that I just said, uh, this is enough. Mm-hmm. Where were you raised? I was raised in Illinois. Yeah. So, you know, it got to the point where, you know, when he was beating up my mom at one point, I just, I went and grabbed a knife and just said, yeah, I'm going to fucking kill you, basically. Oh I was 12. I just had some mental kind of break. And then I would sort of take my sister, you know, got hooked on drugs for a while. Like, we just took such separate paths. Like, I tried to become a perfectionist. And she just kind of went, like, she wasn't doing well in school. She got hooked on drugs. We took mm. really two separate paths. But we kind of came back together. And then, I don't know, it was just weird. She still can't she still has him hanging over her head Mm. and I just don't. And so, you know, when I said I can't really have them in my life anymore, I think that was really hard for her. So she just kind of took their side Mm. of it, which she's like, I don't trust my, you know, like the grandfather, I don't trust, you know, our dad to be around my own child, but yet I won't say anything. You know what I mean? It's like, but don't tell them I said that. It's like, yeah, "Yeah." but don't tell them. I'm like, you're like 40 year old woman. I don't, you know what I mean? No, you should say it. Like, does she still live near them and she and does, interacts with them? She does. Yeah. So I'm like, how are you going to get around not taking your kid to their house? I mean, that's just a weird existence to yeah. me. For me, it's just like, look, this is how it is. I think anyone can screw up. We all screw up, right? I screw up probably on a weekly basis. But I think if you take accountability, mm-hmm. just say, I'm sorry. Right. Because when you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. But they never would take accountability, mm-hmm. right? That's what hurts the most. And, and that's, that's your what parents. Hurts. Yeah. And it also kind of makes you feel like, am I crazy? Right. Like, did I imagine all of this? My sister was there, luckily, so she can basically corroborate, you know, what happened. But, um, but yeah, so I'm I'm so grateful to have you. I know you're probably like, oh, my God, I got a lesson from these <laughs> Yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, I love it. But, yeah, I think I, I've seen a lot of your stuff, and I think it's amazing that you embrace who you are and you're funny Thank because you. sometimes women are just like, Oh, I don't want to look weird or be funny. Yeah. And I love that you love horror movies. I love them <laughs> so much. Have you done any horror movies? I have. Okay. I actually just finished one and it was really fun for me. I can't say too much about it, but I basically was like the Barrymore death. Like in the beginning. Oh my God. So I got a good, <laughs> I got a good like little intro and good little, like, here's my personality. And then, but you say that you don't get scared on set were you not on scared on set no no I wasn't um I actually felt very safe it was it was fantastic I got to use um some breakaway bottles which I've always wanted to do so that was really fun and yeah I think it's different though like watching so it was a slasher um and it's so much different I love slashers love watching them but it's also like I I prefer like paranormal ghosts and stuff oh, because yeah. I'm like that can never happen I mean yeah. maybe it could but whatever but like when it's a human like that's just like 
a sick, like scream or whatever. Right. It's just a sick individual. It's like, I'm just going to go murder these people and just torture them. And like, this will be fun scary. for me. Yeah. That scares me. So I thought I was going to be afraid and it wasn't. It was great. <laughs> I literally, I probably did three or four horror movies. I was, I knew the guy was under the bed. I knew he had special effects makeup, but I also knew that I had to fall asleep and he was going to run his hand. Uh, and so like, you're like, how did you know? I'm like, and then they had, um, here's the other thing that freaks me out. You know, like when you have a heater grate in the floor, I, have you got, you know yeah, what these are? Like the, the old, back yes. in the day, the heat used to like come in the from the floor. Yeah. yeah, I can't go near those because something's living uh-huh. Uh-huh. in there. Uh-huh. Absolutely there and, is. Yeah, so we shot in a house that had, not only like was I dealing with this guy in this like you know jumps of course they're in a jumpsuit why do all right. the people that kill people wear jumpsuits right, right? like <laughs> like that they're gonna mow the lawn and then they're gonna like slash <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like why it's more they, aerodynamic i don't know what it is like these it. weird jumpsuits like jason i think or a yep. jumpsuit yep. um but yeah so i put him in a jumpsuit and this crazy makeup and but i was just like oh my god i knew he was under the bed but i still was so freaked out like even the scene like action i'm like fuck me i don't yeah, like this, like this. <laughs> um and then we did another i did another movie where um it was very psychological like you didn't know if the killings were happening or if i was cuz i was drawing mm. the killings before they happened so you didn't know, like, was I the one killing everyone? It was kind of like, a, remember back in the day, MTV, they had that show where people lived in a house. It was like the first reality kind of the show, real the real world. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. this? Oh, yeah. So it was like the real world meets, I don't know, like Jason. So we get stuck in this house, like literally like, you know, the windows like oh, wow. steel starts coming down and we're stuck in this house and slowly people are getting killed off. But I'm, I'm an artist. I'm drawing the killings prior to them happening. So in the end, you still don't kind of know whether like I'm just batshit crazy, yeah. <laughs> whether I'm the killer or whether there actually was a killer. Oh, so it's like house. psychological. It was very psychological. Like you make up in your mind yeah. what happened. And even Ooh. if I was killing the people, I still was scared shitless. And I'm not scared of anything. I literally went out the other day and like almost like punched a coyote in the face because oh I was just God. like, like you're not getting my dog. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Like yeah. I kind of like mama bear buzz. I literally like I'll go out in pitch black like thinking I heard something if I'm by myself because yeah. I'm like I'm not going to go to sleep thinking there's something in my yard yeah. in my house. I'm like, all right. That's like the adrenaline, though. Yeah. Like, oh, hell, but fight or scary flight. movie. <laughs> I was just in the makeup chair with like, you know, freaky Freddy over here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and yet I'm scared to death. So. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Ladies, it has been an amazing time. I hope Thank that. You yeah. Are you thinking about starting your own? Thing? I would love to. I, this is like so fun. You know, it's really cathartic. I mean, for me, I, I feel like I have a lot of experiences. I have a lot to share, but I always wanted to do it in a way that would be helpful right you know for other people and um i think the podcast is definitely the way mm-hmm. and we all have our own experiences we have shared experiences um things in life that have you know we've been able to navigate that maybe people don't know how to navigate and we can kind of share our wisdom right. and I yeah. like I, I listened to one of your podcasts and you kind of mentioned like I wish more celebrities would speak up. I think it was about like childbirth and yes. that it's not so glamorous and having twins like that's everything. Hard. And I I was like sitting there shaking my head. I was like, hell yeah. Like especially so when I started sorry to just no, keep please. going. But um, I started with like fitness modeling and stuff. And there's still quite a few fitness models that I know and I admire. And there was a few that I had to unfollow because I'm like, that's not fitness. That's 
implants or yes, what you know yeah. whatever or roids and, or whatever yes it is. exactly and mm-hmm. that's fine but just say that because that's the part that's not helpful right. to people who follow you and they're like oh my gosh why yeah. i'm doing what they're saying and so i'm doing it every day and yes. it's not working for me and i i must i, I suck and right. i'm you know and so their results work for them and why not me and i'm like yeah i have a wand right like this wand whatever for my face and it's like okay i don't know whether it helps but i know the botox does yeah right <laughs> for exactly. sure right the botox definitely like i get literally like i have six little dots of just preventative but yeah. it's like I don't mind sharing that. I'm 51 years old and there's little things that you can do. There's people that go overboard, but like you said, it's like to be even being pregnant. I don't know how you were when you're pregnant. Like I didn't wear heels. I was not cute Mm. when I was pregnant. I wore a lot of juicy tracksuits. Oh my (laughs) gosh. I thought I was such a cute, like I was like, Oh, I'm such a cute little pregnant. And then I like fat arms. I was just like, Oh my, I was not cute. Like I had this misconception, but I wish people, because I feel like people in, you know, where you, New Orleans, you know what I mean? Like Louisiana, where you, Illinois, where I'm from, like, they just feel like, what's wrong with me? Yeah, Why exactly. can't I do that? Why can't eight weeks later, I can't be on the cover exactly. of Shape Magazine. Yep. It's like, come on. They it's, have like people cooking for them. They have yeah. trainers. Yeah. They're probably yeah. not breastfeeding because they're burning off so many calories that they're not producing milk anymore. It's mm-hmm. like, my, even my doctor's like, I had to gain weight to get pregnant. That was part of the reason why I wasn't getting pregnant. I didn't yeah. have enough weight oh. on me. I was like 102 at the time. And it's like, you need to be heavier in order for your feed. body to conceive. You have mm-hmm. to feed this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so just having that dialogue, I thank you for that. And I'm, I'm sure you'll continue that hopefully in episodes to come. Thank I, you. I, I love it. Thank it's you helpful. so yeah. much. I wish you guys, yeah. no matter if you decide to to go and do your podcast or you as well look i think the more voices that we can um have out there especially women coming from a women's point of view the better yeah i think men need to i think you know men need to hear some of this stuff too you know not just the girls i think men need to like yes have these hear these conversations too for sure because i think there are things that we talk about in private that may not men may not be privy to so they think we don't but we do look Mm -hmm. i can talk i could talk about bitcoin and quantum physics and everything Uh all day long and stocks in the market but i think a human just being human and being a woman and our struggles um is a lot more valuable. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, ladies, thank you so much for being on the show. And you. for you guys, thank you so much for listening and for tuning in and for subscribing. I really appreciate uh, the support that I've gotten. So until next time, see you later.